You are listening to the Most Ordinary China, the podcast for you to learn more about China. Hello, hello! Welcome to the Most Ordinary China. I'm your host Mina. It has been a really long time since the last episode, and I'd like to say a sincere sorry to you guys who are still listening to this podcast. So today's episode is about a short throwback about the COVID, and also I'm gonna share with you a story about my friend Star who left China during the pandemic. I know it's a bit odd to talk about the COVID for now, as I know a lot of people living in this world have already moved on, and the word COVID. Has become a history long since, but it is not true for Chinese. It's not until the eighth of January, twenty twenty-three. Yeah, that's about two weeks ago that China lifted all the restrictions on the COVID. From that day on, we are able to travel abroad freely again. Although we still need the negative nucleic acid results within forty-eight hours to return to China, and there is no more lockdowns, no more secondary tragedies caused by lockdowns, no more quarantines, no more mass PCR tests, no more health QR code, and no more irrational stockups. I know all of those sounds horrible and maybe even unbelievable to most people living elsewhere, but that was the true situation in China before the authorities abruptly announced that all the lockdowns will be lifted, all the temporary control orders will be removed, and all the mass PCR testing will be ended on the afternoon of November twentieth, twenty twenty-two. So before China lifting all the restrictions on the COVID. There have been two opposing attitudes toward the COVID held by my friends around me. One of which they act like they were not afraid the COVID at all, like their life has been totally normal. They didn't give a shit and showed no fear at all when there were nearly ten thousand cases reported every day. They just act like nothing had happened. They never stock up. They go to the gym. They eat out. They go to parties. Nothing can really stop them from living a normal life except the lockdowns. On the other hand, there really are people who were really concerned about the COVID. They keep a close eye on the number of everyday reported cases, the high-risk areas. They always wear a mask. They keep thinking about disinfection and bring alcohol pads with them all the time. They try to get groceries through online shopping and make last visits to relatives and friends as much as possible. And they pay close attention at all kinds of the stocks at home, in case they suddenly run out of something and not able to get any supplies because of. The unpredictable lockdowns. It's like they always live in tension and never able to get relieved. As for myself, I have to admit that it's quite difficult to just act like 
everything is normal in our lives. I have to say, I'm very prone to be affected by all those different kinds of restrictions happening in life. For example, you never have an Any idea whether you'll become a close contact just because you go to the shopping mall or pass somewhere by chance? You have no idea whether you'll be put in quarantine after a trip, a meetup, or just a grocery shopping. You're forced to do the PCR test and have no way to fight back when facing lockdowns. Just your life is so out of control. And living in these uncertainties made you feel helpless and also hopeless. Made you feel that you don't want to do anything, and all those kind of feeling yield a sense of powerlessness. This kind of feeling didn't end until I personally got the virus in the mid December last year for the first time in my life. I mean, when they suddenly announced that all the restrictions will be lifted on COVID, and then after a few hours, you see news reporting universities ask students to leave school and get home as soon as possible. You only feel more scared. You feel you're living a magic movie. So I remember that afternoon when I saw the second line showed up on my antigen test result. I felt such a relief. It's like I've been anxiously waiting for some disasters to come for a long time, and when it finally comes, I'm not scared of it anymore. And I know the toughest part has passed. So that's pretty much my experience with the COVID. It's quite pathetic to be honest, but actually that is also true for most of the Chinese. But today I'm gonna share with you another story. It's about a Chinese girl named Star who bravely left China during the COVID pandemic. Before the episode, I have to make a clarification. That the interview with Star was recorded in September 2022, so the situation and policies we mentioned in the interview might be quite different from what is going on right now in China. So Star and I used to be colleagues, and we are also very good friends. We did a lot of funny stuff together when we were both working in Guangzhou. We traveled together. We watched live shows together. We went to karaoke together. We tried different restaurants together. Basically, most of my happy memories in Guangzhou are related to this person. So I'm very excited to invite her to my podcast. Welcome, Star. Welcome to the most ordinary China. How about that? Start by giving a short introduction about yourself. Hi, Mina. Missed you so much. <laughs> and hi, everyone. My name is Star. And I'm working and studying in Vienna. Nice to meet you, Star.、Um, when did you leave China?、Um, I left China in July 2021. So it's already one year.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what made you decide to leave China even in this pandemic? 
Mm, actually, it's a decision I've already made before the pandemic. I spent one year in Austria in 2019, and I really fell in love with this country. Then I planned to live here in the following years. So when the COVID-19 broke out in February 2020, it actually messed up my plan because I have to, I had to apply for the visa to Austria at that time in China, but the Austrian embassy was shut down for several months. I could simply not follow my plan, I would say. But I've just made up my mind to live in Austria and have already prepared lots of stuff for that kind of sunk cost, you know. So many friends who live in Austria yeah. tell me the situation there is not that bad. So I didn't think the pandemic is a factor that could change my mind. Okay. So did you run into any difficulties? Difficulties, sorry, guys. So did you run into any difficulties during the preparation to leave China? Um, I mean, no matter in terms of international policy or at family level. Yeah, tons of, I would say. Firstly, but um, <laughs> as I said, the Austrian embassy was shut down for several months no one worked at that time and you just waited desperately for their reply um i have to say it was a damn terrible feeling because it was like your life was out of your control and all were depended on those bureaucratic things i was also so depressed at that time i couldn't sleep well woke up sorely to check my mailbox to see if there was any reply from the embassy since I also applied universities in Vienna and I was supposed to study in autumn um, 2020, but because I could not get my visa on time, I had to delay that for one year. Kind of waste of time, you know. So yeah. I had to stay in China for one more year till I finally I um, finally fly to Austria. Back to, was, go back to Austria. Yeah. 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 It was kind of a waste of time, really. But I didn't have another choice since I already did a lot of for that. And I really wanted to go back to Austria. Um, so I would say the main difficulties were from the strict domestic policies. And at family level, I didn't run into any difficulties because I've explained all my thoughts and plans to my parents and they showed their understanding. I was lucky. Yeah, that's very nice. Um yeah, I I remember that uh, last year you mentioned to me when we when we met in Guangzhou that you had a very difficult time waiting for your visa to come. But I think you just low played about it. I didn't know you were that depressed, and it surprised me that your parents are so open minded, which <laughs> made me uh yeah a bit a bit jealous about it. I mean, um. I mean, my parents can even go crazy when I tell them I'm going to travel to Sri Lanka alone for a month when I was 24. And oh, I, remember I also that. remember you told me that your parents are quite okay to be out of touch for a whole month when you're doing exchange in Africa, when you're still in college. This kind of things just won't happen to me, I guess. Uh, right. Uh, maybe I'm an extreme example. That was the volunteer work in Egypt in 2014. And, you know, every time when I record that period, it's still quite unbelievable for me that my parents and I, we didn't be in contact for almost one month. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so um, were your family happy with your leaving China? Mm, I guess not. Um, at least I can feel that my father, he always wants me to stay in hometown. 
although I haven't lived in my hometown Chongqing for about 10 years. But he seldom expresses such feelings. Instead, he always supports my decision. It was quite interesting when I told them that I was not going to stay in China and how I wanted to plan my career in Austria. And they were just not interested in that at all. However, what they cared about about was only my personal life. Let's say relationship, marriage, you know that. It's just like most Chinese parents who, um, who worry about that for their kids too much it's really sad i think that all matters for these parents is just that their children have a so-called happy family life what matters for these parents is that their children can just marry to someone as if it would be all right only if you get married that's the ultimate goal although my parents they never pushed me to get married but i can feel they are worrying about that how about you (laughs) i mean my mom asked about when am I gonna get married? Every time we talk on the phone, every time. Oh, I think, no. Yeah, I think perhaps like ninety percent of the Chinese parents are very concerned about their children's marriage. I guess it's because um, most, almost everyone in China does that at at a certain age, and people just get used to it and never question about marriage or getting married. Or let's say lots of people never think about whether they really need someone to spend the rest of their life together. Um, I know now there are lots of young people who who dare to be different one. But I mean, at present in China, getting married, it's still like... um, how to say, unwritten rule that most people choose to follow. Absolutely. You know what? This is also one of the reasons I want to run away from the damned social, social I don't know, social yeah. climate in China, kind of things yeah, like that. Yeah, totally understand. Um, did you get anxious or nervous or terrified before leaving China? Uh, where did those anxiousness or nervous come from? Was it because of coronavirus? Mm, I was not so nervous before leaving because I know there was little risky to take flight from China to abroad. You know, Chinese, they check everything so strictly during the pandemic. But what I did get worried a little bit about is the situation in Europe. But I would say my excitement was more than anxiousness. Nice, nice. Um, so after you arrived in Australia, how did you feel? Were you still as nervous as before departure or why did it change? I just feel, um, I felt I was at home again and Australia is like my second hometown. Mm, happy for you. <laughs> um, did you wear masks when you first start leaving Austria and are you still wearing it? Yeah, I wore masks in public places and there were still rules and regulations in order to fight against coronavirus last year, such as wearing masks in the public transport, supermarkets and so on. Or you have to do um, frequently PCR tests or antigen tests before go to school. But most of these rules were cancelled since this spring. So you mean people in Austria are basically living a normal life, aren't they? Mm-hmm, definitely. Oh, jealous. Yeah, envy. Um, so how different is it when it comes to people's attitude toward COVID? I mean, compare the situation between China and Austria. 
Oh, there is a huge difference, I would say.、Um, here in Austria, most people they don't care about this virus so much. It looks like everyone is prepared to get infected because it's just so <laughs> wide. It's, really, it's just so widespread, and the rules are not that strict like in China. And besides, people know symptoms of the new mutations are not so severe, maybe even slighter than getting cold. So what they care more is afraid and normal life. And you know, in China, people are so afraid of COVID because of the local media reports, and they just reports the seriousness of the virus so much. And the government keeps executing strict zero COVID policy, so people are deeply affected by this. I guess COVID is really like a nightmare for most Chinese. It really is a nightmare for most of the Chinese people here in China. I guess、um, maybe it's because the infection rate in China is quite low compared to that in elsewhere in the whole world. But maybe after the Shanghai lockdown happened in this spring, there are more people started to realize or feel that getting affected is not as that terrible as they ever imagined. So、um, I guess people in China are becoming more receptive to these diseases.、Um, However, it can't be denied that there are still a huge number of Chinese people who are afraid, terrified of getting the coronavirus,、mm. or at least they're、mm-hmm. very cautious about the virus. Yeah, I can totally understand. I mean, if I still live in China right now, I would have the same feeling. Yeah, yeah.、Um, does your attitude toward COVID change after you start living in Austria? Yes, before I returned to Austria, I was so affected by the atmosphere that it's horrible to get infected, and that's true. No one wants to be you, yeah. But yeah. I have to say, I was so frightened of COVID when I was in China. You know, in China, <laughs> people are wearing masks outside all the time, and it even become a habit or a routine. And I、yeah. got used to that too. But since I've lived in Austria, most people would not wear masks. Um, if there's no composite requirements, but at the beginning, although I was still afraid of、uh, walking walking on the street without the mask,、um, mm-hmm. even I'm afraid of that. I didn't wear masks either. It's a matter of herd instinct, I guess. And in order to reassure myself, I even asked several Austrian friends right after I arrived here last year, and I asked、mm-hmm. them. Did you guys wear masks walking on the street? If not, is that not risky? You know their answer. They told me there's just little possibility to get infected while walking. So I mean, no one is sure about that. But my attitude toward COVID does changed after I start living in Austria. Yeah, I totally understand that kind of、um, mindset shift yeah,、right. or hurt. Instinct, as you mentioned, normally it begins when everyone around you, especially、mm-hmm. those you are close to, starts to、uh, act differently. I haven't been outside of the mainland China since the outbreak、uh, of COVID, and to be honest, I'm still a bit afraid of the coronavirus, as everyone around me shows the same feeling about it too. I guess my attitude towards COVID will change if I get myself immersed in a whole different culture and really see how people in other parts of the world react to it by myself. Oh,、um, I hope this day will come soon that you can live in another culture for some time again. 
Yeah, thank you. I also hope that they will come soon. Yeah. So, um, have you experienced any culture shock so far? Mm, it's quite hard for me to answer since I've been get used to the local life here. Um, I always joke that I'm a fake Chinese. My dad is not so Chinese, and wherever I live, I would change my lifestyle in a local way, just simply flexible.、Mm-hmm. So maybe I just get used to the so-called culture shock and cannot realize it most of the time. But there must be something new and totally different that I noticed when I came here for the first time.、Um, I'm not sure whether it's culture shock or not. Just for example,、um, most shops close very early during the weekdays. Let's say in winter they just open till six、uh, or seven p.m. and on Sunday keep closed the whole day. You know, it's really inconvenient compared with the life in Asia, yeah, especially yeah. when you come from China, where the daily life is fully digitalized and you can buy anything at any time just through your phone. And the life in Austria、yeah. is still in a traditional way, I would say, and something like food <laughs> delivery. And there, there, there、yeah. are some apps you can order, but it's expensive, and I don't think. They are delicious, and not to mention you want to buy medicine、yeah. or anything else online and expect someone can deliver that at any time. It's just impossible here. Yeah, everything is at your fingertips here in China.、Mm-hmm. Right, right. And another impressive thing is that the Austrian parents they lead their children in a very good routine.、Um, just、uh, going bed before seven, so they. Get up early. I mean, it's、That's、hard、really、to imagine.、Early. Yeah, it's hard to imagine Chinese kids go to sleep before seven p.m. or eight p.m. Even though they are just little babies, I even saw parents or grandma work little kids at ten p.m. in Guangzhou for many times. It's so normal <laughs> that parents just let their children play for hours after dinner in China, and sometimes, especially when they go out to have dinner or socialize at night, their kids will go to bed late accordingly. But I think、yeah. it's like a golden rule that many Austrian parents will let their children take shower and go to sleep not long after dinner. Which means parents have given up all the social activities at night, you know, like eating out or meeting friends, which really shocked me. Really, that shocks me a lot too. I mean, giving up, giving up meeting friends or eating out.、Mm-hmm. Does most of the Austrian parents do that? Giving up their social life during weekdays after becoming parents. Mm, I guess so. I mean, as far as I know, many German parents are doing the same. Maybe it's just that normal in German-speaking countries. So I joke about that sometimes. No wonder they are tall and strong. <laughs> they、really? got enough sleep. Yeah. So I guess in Austria, it's very rare for parents to ask their parents to help them with、mm-hmm. their kids. Right,、mm-hmm. so、um, they have to do everything by themselves, and that means they have to give up a large part of their own time. Absolutely, but you know, yeah, here in China, things are very different. Sometimes I think it's actually the grandparents who are looking after the kids. It's so common to see that grandparents moving with their children after their grandchildren are born, and they are the ones who take care of the、mm-hmm. kids. 
make food for them, get them to fall asleep, or bring them to school, or pick them up、yeah. on time. And the kids' parents, they just need to take care of themselves and do well in their jobs, and that's it. I also see um and then grandparents pick up their kids uh grandchildren from schools in Austria, but um they wouldn't be involved in the caring and education of children that deep like in China. Yeah, I think that's the right way. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um. So um, how have you changed since you came to Austria? I mean, your beliefs, your habits. Um, they are full of uncertainties around the world, especially in the past three years, and almost no one expected、yeah. the pandemic would last so long. I feel like、um, this has been an abnormal time since the pandemic. I never thought that I've、mm-hmm. been living a normal life in every single day during the last three years. Really, I never expected that. Like we came back to the old normality, <laughs> but the policies. They're just、yeah. changing here in Austria. Isolation from time to time, repeated PCR tests, and new regulations for the COVID, and then they are eased. You just feel helpless.、Yeah. Maybe I still haven't、yeah. adapted to the new normality since the pandemic. But yes, I think I changed a lot. I think I became indoorsy now after the frequent online courses and remote work. Just start to enjoy staying at home. Literally, I can stay at home for one week. I mean, it's hard to believe one year ago,、really? but I guess it's quite common. I mean, our way of life is more or less changed by the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, it's very easy to get indoorsy, especially. Um, during、mm-hmm. lockdowns, which happens a lot in China, you know, but、um, I'm glad that you started to enjoy it because in China we we often see the news saying people、uh, getting crazy after staying home without going out for a very long period of time.、Aww. Yeah.、Uh, also,、mm-hmm. I personally think that it's quite a I'd say a paradox that working from home, I mean, wearing the most comfortable clothes, but doing something you need to focus on and be concentrate on, it's just not workable for me. And then yeah, that's not easy. Yeah, it becomes difficult for you to separate your personal time and your job. And yes, I agree、True. that more or less our lifestyle has been changed because of the coronavirus. For me and for a lot of Chinese, I guess, is that we cherish time we are able to get to anywhere we like to more than ever. This is because、yeah. lots of things we 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 just used to take granted for have. Become difficult to realize, you know, such as traveling to a、mm. different country or let's say traveling to a different city is not an easy thing in China right now. You have to do the PCR、yeah. test, of course, as you said before. But besides that, you may end up with several days of quarantine afterwards if you are unlucky to travel through any places with reported cases during your travel. So it's. Very difficult. It's really tough, and I think the situation in last months is even becoming much more difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just life is getting like <laughs> life never getting easier.、Oh, life、no. is getting worse here. 
So,、um, have you planned anything for the future? How long will you stay in Austria? I mean,、um, will you come back to China? I mean. <laughs> And as I said at the very beginning of our conversation, I plan to settle down in Austria after wandering around the world for years before. But after this time, I came back to Austria. I feel something is different. It's true that pandemic has changed not only me but also this whole world, everyone. But more than that, I think my feeling about the Vienna city or let's say the society here has also changed.、Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe the feeling. Maybe shabby, but、uh, compared with so many Western cities, Vienna is one of the most beautiful and gorgeous capitals. Or in other words,、um, I can clearly feel the declining of Europe. <laughs> Maybe it sounds offensive and arrogant for European, but that's my true feeling after witnessing this series of terrible things happen down this continent. First, you know, pandemic, and then the war between Russia and Ukraine, and the great inflation, lack of energy versus hot, a hot summer, and the coming winter. I cannot believe this、uh, happening on the most developed continent in twenty first century. It's like human being has not learned any lessons from history. We're just regressing. Yeah, I think the world is getting crazy. Um, I understand this feeling.、Um, it's like people are having a carnival before the end of the day's night, right? Yeah, yeah.、Um, it sounds maybe too passive.、Um, so I'm thinking about exploring somewhere else in five years, but China will not be my future plan, at least in the following ten years. Maybe I just say maybe shadow down in one place is not my thing. I should keep wandering. And if、yeah. that's a fact, I yeah, can accept、yeah. it gladly.、Mm-hmm. Now I see life just as a game, and I can't wait to unlock my next map. That sounds very adventurous to me. I mean,、um, you said maybe settling down in one place is not your thing, and you should keep wandering. And the most important thing is that you accept it. Gladly, I guess I also、um, had this kind of thoughts when I was younger. Like I should be always on the road,、uh, always、mm-hmm. traveling different places. And I guess I did have lived this、mm-hmm. kind of life when I was younger to some extent.、Um, for example, I spent two to three months to travel every year、mm-hmm. before the pandemic.、Um, Such as I moved to a different city just because I couldn't stand the long distance relationship. Yeah, but for now, it just won't be that easy for me to、oh. make a decision to yeah, live <laughs> how to say nomadic kind of life. I'm more like I won't move until I sort everything out. So I really respect your courage and the fact that you really know what you are doing and what you want to do. I remember you once told me that you love a line in a poem about freedom of Gu Cheng. So in Chinese, is 自由是你清楚无疑你要干什么 And translated to English is freedom is you know exactly what you are going to do, and to be honest, I mean I think you are now in that state, the state of freedom. You always know what you want to do. 
Oh, yeah, I remember a lot of things. Oh, thank you, Mina. I'm so touched by that that you still remember the verse. So thank you, Mina. I have to say, I still didn't figure it out what I really want. Yeah, But that's.、True. I'm just on the road of pursuing the freedom as always, and I think I would never give it up. Yeah, I guess、uh, this is pretty much of this episode, and it's almost the time.、Um, thanks again, Star. Thanks for joining the podcast and sharing with us your experience leaving China and starting a new life in a different country. I hope everything goes as you like. Bye, bye, Star. Thank you. Thank you, and the same to you, Mina. Bye. Bye bye. So today is also the Chinese New Year's Eve. It's the last day of 2022 in the Chinese lunar calendar, and the year 2022 is really coming to an end. I hope that all the bad memories about the COVID can also be erased as the new year is coming around. And I hope everyone is gonna have a wonderful 2023. So happy Chinese New Year, and bye bye COVID. So that's the end of this podcast, and please stay tuned. The next episode is coming soon. Bye bye.